Welcome back to Music Mondays, the 90.5 KCSU-FM music podcast. I'm Assistant Music Director Yasmin Conchas, and for this episode of Music Mondays, I'm joined by two out of five band members from the Q-Tip Bandits. The Q-Tip Bandits are an indie band from Boston, Massachusetts, whose debut single, Willow, has reached over 315,000 streams online. The Q-Tip Bandits released their EP titled Ain't It Great on April 10th, and band members Leo Sun and Claire Davis spent some time chatting with me about their band and the inspirations behind their debut. After some conversation and introductions, we got right into it. All right, so speaking about your band, um, first couple questions I have here are, how long has the band been around and how did you form? We've been playing together for roughly two and a half years now, almost, yeah? Yeah. That sounds about right. Definitely. I think the the original configuration of this band was formed about two and a half years ago. It was just Claire and I and a drummer. There was a whole nother kerfuffle before that, but when we were touring and really starting to bear down, it was the trio. And since then, we've added our trumpet player and our trombonist. You talked a lot about your horn section. And actually, one of the questions that I wanted to ask you was, how did you come about including horns into your music and do you think that makes you have a unique sound that's different from other because I know you self-identify as an indie rock slash pop band um so yeah I just wanted to know more about how the horns came to the q-tip bandits (laughs) yeah well like we said we started as like a three-piece and it was definitely fun. It was easy to travel and easy to oh, yes. get to games. <laughs> Three people versus five. It's a big difference. But um, Oh, I love our clown car, though. Clown car. <laughs> clown car vibes. Yeah. So great. <laughs> um, but yeah, we were talking about this the other day, but we don't even really remember what it was that made us want to add horns in. It just like it, it felt right. We, uh, we were touring a lot not touring a lot, we did one tour and we were playing a lot as the trio. And I remember one person in particular coming up to us saying that we should add a horn section. And it was something that I was pretty adverse to at first, just because I, I grew up listening to like rock quartets and rock trios. And I just felt like that was where I wanted to stay. And we were in the process of recording Willow, our debut single that's like that we released last year mm-hmm. that, uh, we had all the tracking done. It was guitar, bass, drums, vocals. And we were trying to figure out when to release it. And I think Claire brought it up. This is how I remember it. Correct me if I'm wrong. But I think Claire brought it up. Like, we should try, like, writing some horns over it. And we did. And we wrote the parts, like, a week before the recording. And from there, it was like, well, now this song has horns. Let's add horns to everything. Mm-hmm. And... Now it just feels like it's everything's just a party when there's horns and mm-hmm. it takes the songs as they were and just adds this extra brightness and life to them that I think really makes our sound now. And it's it's cool to think back that it was a spur of the moment kind of thing. Right. I think when people hear horns, a lot of times they think jazz, which is something that we've gotten a lot, like as a band, as a kind of like label, which is always 
interesting to us because we don't consider ourselves very jazz. Totally. Um, but I'll take it, you know? <laughs> I- <laughs> As to your question of, like, if it makes us different, I think in the genre of indie pop, there aren't, or indie rock, indie pop, there aren't too many bands with horns. But I think where we are here in Boston and, like, with the type of bands that play around us, we play with, like, a lot of funk-style bands that often do incorporate horns. So I think it doesn't seem that different to us here where we are, but I could see that it is something different to the usual indie pop or indie rock scene. Moving into more specifically um, the EP you just released on April 10th. Congratulations, by the way, on that. My first question regarding the EP is... The title of the EP is Ain't It Great. What made you choose Ain't It Great as the title track? You're asking wonderful questions, Yasmin. The ones where... We- I wish I could see your face. Right. Right. <laughs> it's like Claire and I share a look and then both stare off into the distance. It's like, how do we answer this? Uh- <laughs> I feel like we've never really discussed that. Like, I have my own personal... Right, and I, I do as well. <laughs> what it means and... Yeah, this is this is the initial discussion. First time, never before heard. Right. By any ears. Do you want to go first or should I? You you go first. I'm curious. Okay. When I think of Ain't It Great, both the song and the just title, I feel like it has a very like whimsical life happens, ain't it great, we move on, we keep dancing through it. And I think it can be taken either sarcastically like ain't it great or like the way that it is like ain't it great to be alive to be to be whatever and I think the three songs that are on the EP each have very different emotions you got ain't it great which is kind of like a fun high school kind of whimsical kind of vibe whimsical that That was sick no no, it's not but it is now that was awesome Um, and then you've got What's Your Drug, which is more of like a brooding kind of more angsty. <laughs> Leo describes it as the middle school track. It is um, the middle child of our EP. <laughs> and then Wolf is, is more of like a growing, longing, romantic song. And so each of the songs kind of have... It's like a development. It, it, it turned into... I. Th- think it's just the way I like to view the world but it turned into like a character development of like (laughs) this character is like ain't it great feels like the more jovial bouncy bubbly like end of middle school everything's kind of seen through rosy colored glasses and then what's your drug feels like this angsty like self-reflective thing and then wolf is like finding new things in life it kind of has this longing pull for me uh yeah and it's like a a development but as for ain't it great and why the title track for me I think the lyrics themselves for me speak to a lot of what we're trying to accomplish as a band to touch on the last question I think it's the the third verse in that song is silver haze 11th grade walking backwards through a maze Ain't it great walking backwards (laughs) through a maze yeah I, I need to double check my own lyrics but that idea of like Ain't it great just doing silly things? Ain't it great just, like, being alive? And I mean, I'm pretty much just echoing what Claire said. I, and I like that it asks a question. Whoever's listening to it is presented with a question that then they can answer for themselves. Ain't it? Ain't it great? <laughs> well, I think it's really interesting how you 
basically described your EP is like every song is like a almost like a different stage in someone's life. So you definitely told a story just with those couple of songs. So I really can't wait for the full album, honestly, to see what y'all do with that. Um, okay, I'm going to be asking about specific songs now. Um, thank you for sharing that on Ain't It Great. Um, so I would say Willow and the Wolf and all four of the tracks that you have come out with in general, to from what I heard, have a lot of nature themes or influences or like imagery. Um, would you say that nature sort of drives a lot of your writing or inspires a lot of it in some way? I think for, for me, I have found that I do like to use a lot of imagery in my writing. I think there's something about nature that invokes emotion in a way that trying to intellectually describe an emotion doesn't do as much justice as like painting a picture of something that is just naturally there. I don't know how much of that imagery is directed toward nature, but it, it has come up recently in our discussions as well that Leo likes to write songs about flowers. <laughs> <laughs> I, yeah, I think in the coming songs, there will be more nature more themes. More nature themes. So it's not something that I think we... I don't... It's not intentional. I, yeah, I don't think happens. it's a conscious decision, but I think there's just something... When I'm sitting down to write, and I'm sure it goes with you too, Claire, that there's something just beautiful about nature. And these images, whether it's like when we were kids, like just rolling around in the mud and stuff like that, it's just like, and reading books with animals in them. And this, there's this sort of mysticism about that for me, at least like when I think about the wolf and when I think about Willow, it's like, I can look at this super cool thing, like a wolf in a book, but I've never really seen one in real life. But there's, I feel this deep connection to it. And there's like a mysticism behind the imagery behind it. Same with like a willow tree. I don't understand. I'm not a big science oriented person, but there's this thing of like appreciating that there's something there that I don't understand, but still being able to appreciate the beauty of it. I wanted to ask sort of about your band's writing process. So Leo, you mentioned how when you're writing, nature comes up for you. So are you the main lyricist for the band or how does the writing of the song so sort of come about? I think Claire and I share that responsibility or that role with the band. Claire is, in my opinion, also a great songwriter, or is a great songwriter, I should say. And when we we usually each write in our own time, we're starting to write together a little bit and using this space, especially being in quarantine and having all that time with each other to start writing some songs collaboratively. But typically we will write songs individually and bring them to the band. So we are currently working on a song called Better Place that Claire wrote for our Tiny Desk Contest video. And that's something that we just pieced together after she kind of played the demo. And you can talk about it more. <laughs> yeah, I think, I think the way that we do write as a band is very cool because everyone kind of contributes their own part. No one ever really comes in and is like, okay, this is what you're playing. This is what you're playing. It's very natural. Do you have, I guess I sort of wanted to know a little bit more about where the inspiration for Willow came about. And since that was the first track y'all released together. Willow is a song for me that 
came from a time of being very lost in my emotional state, in my mental state, just like what I was going to do with life. Uh, I had just dropped out of school from University of Southern California in Los Angeles. I was, I am now almost five years clean and sober in recovery. And for me, it was a big turning point of finding solace in music again. So I had gone to college and I had stopped playing the guitar, but I ended up not going to class, participating in some hooliganry, but also (laughs) there was a lot of writing and creating and in this time that I wasn't in school. And I had some experiences that really left me in a place where I didn't know how to connect with the rest of the world, or I didn't really know how to talk to people. I, I was in a headspace where it, I, I, I had convinced myself that I probably had like fried my brain or something. And I remember picking up my guitar after a maybe a year without playing and just messing around with some notes, figuring out what notes sounded good together. And it happened to be this chord that is the, the first chord in Willow. And then the second chord, it's a two chord song. (laughs) And I was just like, wow, these chords sound good together. And I really just started screaming over these chords, anything that sounded good. There's that old saying that music or singing is just screaming in pitch. And I, I stand, I stand by that and the lyrics were just words that sounded good with the notes that I was screaming and it happened and it just kind of took shape in that way and it kind of helped me reconnect and find comfort and some stability and Willow just seems like it just for me seemed like the perfect track to release first because of the nature of it because of I think the healing quality it has for me and just hoping that that translates to everybody else. Um I didn't have really any other question prepared for the wolf but is there something that you would want um audiences to know about that song and how that came about? The wolf is one of those songs that it rarely has happened to me but there's moments when I'm writing where I feel like regardless of whatever spiritual entities are out there that you may or may not believe in, there's moments where I feel like there is some sort of spirit of the universe that is working through me, and I'm j- I just happen to be lucky that I'm there to be able to receive it. The Wolf is like one the one song I can think of right now that happened overnight, that was written from start to finish overnight. Um, so it just... It, it's really special to me. It feels like a gift from something that is that is bigger than me. Before saying our goodbyes and wrapping up, I had one burning question left to ask Leo and Claire. A question that I know you've answered before in interviews, but I'm I'm hoping to dig a little deeper. <laughs> um, is how did you come about that name, the Q-tip Bandits? <laughs> we saw it coming. Yeah, we did. <laughs> it's a good question. Yeah. The story has morphed from just a bunch of gibberish to like the truth. <laughs> <laughs> I used to tell an elaborate story about gremlins and banshees and giant storms on big mountains, but Q-tips. and Q-tips being stolen. But the truth is that in this original configuration of the band, there was a cellist, and 
she was asking for names for her string quartet, and we were just shooting names. There's like Velociraptor, Infinite Jest, uh, some other nonsensical goodness and then i said the q-tip bandits and she looked at me and she's like oh that's a great name but not for what i'm doing and i remember the first show that we played i introduced us as the q-tip bandits and it just stuck and now it's become something entirely different this is my cue yeah it's your cue this is my cue this is your cue uh we steal your hearts and clean your ears Thank you so much to Leo Sun and Claire Davis for taking the time to tell us more about their EP. And of course, a special thank you to all of the members of the Q-Tip Bandits for creating the music used in this episode of Music Mondays. The Q-Tip Bandits EP, Ain't It Great, can be found on streaming platforms and on air at 90.5 KCSU Fort Collins. <laughs>